0: It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Marano. Marano. This is the AC Report. Man in Philly last night And he blew up his house too Down on the boardwalk They're ready for a fight Gonna see what them Racket boys can do Now there's trouble bussing in From out of state And the DA can't get No relief the lonely promenade and the gambling commission is hanging on by the skin of his teeth everything dies baby that's a fact but maybe everything that dies someday he comes back put your makeup on fish your hair up our weekly look at the most interesting 48 blocks in all the world. And look, Atlantic City, uh, over the course of its entire history, has had its ups and had its downs, but I don't remember, even when Atlantic City was seeing five casinos close the same year, uh, and with all the jobs and all the tax revenue that comes with that, and all the depression that comes with that, I don't remember being as disturbed By something that has been happening at the Jersey Shore in general and Atlantic City specifically, as I have over the last few months, by seeing these dead whales wash up on the beach. Someone who is similarly disturbed is also just somebody that is incredibly Talented, uh, and after another 30 foot humpback washed ashore in near Atlantic City in January, he decided to do something to help bring awareness to the issue affecting the Jersey Shore. And so he created an absolutely beautiful 48 foot life size sculpture of a humpback whale and its offspring. Made out of sand. Uh, Very pleased to be joined by that uh, sand sculpture artist and um, a gentleman that is uh, really one of the favorite sons of the Jersey Shore, John Gowdy. John, thanks so much for joining me on the radio.
1: It's great to be here, Frank. Thank you.
0: So, John, give me a, a little bit of your backstory as an artist. How did you get into sand sculpture?
1: Well, that's a good question, but, uh, I started with, uh, my children, you know, I always painted and, uh, you know, as a firefighter at the time in Atlantic city and, um, had a family and, you know, I took would take my children to the beach, uh, Albany Avenue, listeners out there that know Atlantic city, uh, a local beach and, uh, tried, just tried to keep them occupied. You know, the water may have been cold and, uh, you know they were very young you know with the waves so we started digging holes basically that's how i started so uh you know when you dig a hole i accidentally got a pile of sand i mean it wasn't you know on purpose we and again to keep them occupied we picked up some shells popsicle sticks and started carving little sand castles you know in those piles of sand and uh and then we you know i noticed while we were doing this that uh it was like a magnet to the, you know, people on the beach, the people came around us and wanted to join, you know, and, uh, it was just amazed me that the performance art of sand sculpting where, you know, it's just a magnet to people and it brought people together. They all wanted to take part. and uh, you know, we, we formed a little a team called the Rowdy Gowdies, you know, competed in the uh, local contests and, uh, yeah, you know, I, you know, I got pretty good at it through practice and, you know, went down to uh, Fort Fort Myers, Florida. I got invited down there with him. I didn't know there was like a professional circuit of sand sculpting down in Fort Myers beach. Uh, they had some bad times recently, I guess, you know, uh, they're, they're banged up, but, uh, it was a beautiful, you know, event and white sand and, uh, and you know, I did well at the professional level. And next thing you know, uh, you know, I started going to all these uh, these events, basically around the world. And uh, that's how I got started, just digging holes on the Atlantic City beach.
0: So you are digging some holes on the beach, uh, you know, for your for your <laughs> children, and then you have this big pile of sand, and you decide, let me see if I can turn this sand into uh, into a sculpture.
1: Yeah, basically, you know, uh, it was just, you know, the sandcastles in the beginning, you know. And then we started doing, you know, like a hand, or you know, we started doing animals, maybe an octopus, and uh, you know, everyone does it on the beach. I was a lifeguard there for many years too, and I, I noticed, you know, everyone was carving, you know, making these little structures. So, you know, I was never a sculptor; I was always a painter at that time. I, I did a lot of portraiture. But uh, but you know what really impressed me was how you know it impressed people and it and it you know it was a magnet and it still is. It, I'm at an event right now in Texas, believe it or not. Um, it's called the uh, Texas Sandfest near Corpus Christi, a little town called Port Aransas. and we're having an event here that attracts like uh, close to a million people. You know, uh, we have a great wow. you know. Many, many sculptors from around the world competing.
0: People can see your artwork, by the way, at JohnGowdy.com. That's G-O-W-D-Y-D-G-O-W-D-Y.com. There is just masterful work on here. I see a photo of you and Pope Francis in the Vatican. What is the sand sculpture that you made for the Pope?
1: Well, my wife, I met a girl when I was carving in Italy, I, and uh, and I married her. And next thing you know, I'm living in Italy after I retired from the fire department. And uh, she is a school teacher, an elementary school teacher. And one of her students said, uh, you know, she was showing pictures of what we do. She helps me too once in a while. We're a team now. And uh, you know, one of her students says, oh my, my dad, you know, knows the Pope. You know, and uh, could I show him pictures of what you do? And you know, of course, she thought you know it was an imagination. Or, you know, I think it was sure. a sixth grader, seventh grader. So she didn't really believe him, and she, you know, she gave him a picture to He brought it home to her father, and he happened to truly be like the the escort of the Pope. You know, the security guy. So he calls us back and says, that if asked us if we would like to. To go to the Vatican and and carve something for him, and and we talked about design, uh, you know, and we decided upon uh, his hometown church of Buenos Aires, uh, and we replicated that where he, you know, he got the call to be a priest, and and then went on to become pope. So he he really loved it. It was such a honor to meet him. And then I mean, speak with him for a while. Oh,
0: I can I can and, uh, imagine I can imagine. It, As, it really was. Some of these sculptures are just incredible. Some of them are funny. Some of them are 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 dramatic. Some of them are historic. Some of them are uh, sentimental. And again, people can go to Gowdy dot com. All right, uh, tell me what prompted you. To create this forty-eight foot live-size sculpture of this whale, and uh, why you you named this particular sculpture Hope?
1: Okay, well, again, born and raised in Atlantic City, lifeguard, sailor. You know, I sailed the ocean. I, uh, you know, I looked at it for many years. I mean, uh, and I never saw a whale live or dead. You know, in Atlantic City, and then uh, one whale washes up. And you think, okay, excuse me, I got call. <laughs> I said, okay, maybe, you know, something happened, a boat strike or sure. something. But then another whale washed up within a, two weeks maybe. And then another whale washed up in, in another town, Brigantine, which is basically just a mile away. We had three whales wash up in a matter of maybe three weeks. And it just hit me like there's something going on out here that, uh, you know, is is killing these whales. And if you think about it, Frank, you know, when something washes up on the beach, there's probably many more dying out there that aren't washing up. You know, they float according to the wind. And, you know, it, it blows, you know, from the land mostly in the wintertime. So there's probably many more. And I think it's up to 12 to 15 now along the New Jersey coast that are washed up. And not only whales, now we have dolphins beaching themselves, mm-hmm. you know, just swimming out of the water. We had eight wash up in Sea uh, City. And not wash up, they actually swam out of the water um, from a group of whales that were, you know, just swimming out there. They just turned and swam in. I had an eyewitness that saw saw it. And um, so there's definitely something amiss in the, in the oceans off of uh, the coast of New Jersey right now.
0: So, uh, do you have a theory as to what's causing these whales to wash up on the beach,
1: Frank? I was afraid you are going to ask that, but uh, you know, I do, and I, I hate giving my opinion because it's not proven; it's only a theory. And uh, you know, they're they are making these wind farms off mm-hmm. of the coast, and uh, they're planned for thousands. You know, I know just off of Elan City, the the initial plan is for like uh, 419 of them just off the coast within 10 miles. These things are going to be 1,000 feet high. They're the highest windmills built in the United States. And um, right now they're testing with sonar to test the bottom of the ocean. You know, it's basically to map out the topography of the ocean floor. And uh, you know, that's the theory of many people is that this sonar is is just screwing with the uh, brain of these mammals that communicate by sound. You know, we're talking dolphins and whales and other things down there. But uh, you know, the and they're they're migrating right now past uh, New Jersey. They're coming up from the south to go to their feeding grounds in Maine and off of uh, Cape Cod. So there's a lot of traffic of whales out there, and uh, and I believe they can't prove it, Frank, because the first thing that goes in a whale, you know, when it decomposes is the inner ear. And it's just such a delicate part of the body. You know, uh, I think it's, you know, we call them autopsies, but the, in the mammal they call necropsies. They do that on them, and they, you know, they you know they say it's from boat strikes or entanglement but uh these whales you know when they die they obviously float and then i believe they're getting hit by whales i mean by boats and uh you know they can't prove any difficulty or damage to the inner ear this is what i'm trying to say and it's you know it's just going on and on and uh you know, I had the uh, Senator Palestina, he's New Jersey Post, uh, senator, speak at the event we had, and also um, Congressman uh, Jeff Andrew, and uh, they're just calling for a pause in the in this planning of this uh, windmill project, just to see if it stops the death of the whales and the dolphins, and that's what we're calling for right now. I'd like to see the the whole plan abolished because it's going to affect. Not only the, the you know, the life in the sea, but also, you know, the beautiful, you know, scenery of the coast of New Jersey where you see the rising sun come over the, you know, the horizon, the rising moon. You know, that will be replaced by, you know, hundreds and hundreds of these 1,000-foot windmills spinning on the horizon. And, uh, you know, it just will basically be ugly. Okay, there's no other better word, but um, you know, so there's there's problems all around, and there and they can go on and on. Frank with uh, the, the generation of the electricity that these things make, and then you know, cabling it to land to uh, you know another place to to you know to supply people for with electricity, and uh, all this you know through the sea and through beach towns, it's just a terrible idea from start to finish. And, uh, I could go on and on.
0: But. As of and if people just tuning in, we're talking with John Gowdy, uh, you could check out his website, uh, John com. As of now, uh, John, are people able to go to the beach in Ventnor or, you know, walk over from Atlantic city and see this, uh, whale sculpture hope.
1: Yeah, it's still on display. Yes. Uh, I don't know for how long, as I say, I'm out of town right now, so, you know, it should still be up. I packed it very tightly, and it should be fine.
0: Well, and again, pardon my ignorance uh, on this, but let's say it rains uh, tomorrow. Will that ruin the sand sculpture?
1: Um, Probably not. I mean, a hard driving rain will affect it. You know, the main problem with sand sculpture is the sun and wind, believe it or not, that you know, rain keeps it wet. You know, a, a misty day is is the ideal situation for sand sculpture, but uh, you know, a driving rain would uh, obviously, you know, pocket pretty good. But you know, water goes right through sand; it percolates through. So it's a great medium, you know, for sculpture because it allows water to go through it and it doesn't erode. You know, it just kind of percolates through the sand
0: that's great so people can I'm, walk over there today and see uh and see this uh, sand sculpture that's really uh really neat what are you hoping people uh take from this what are you hoping people uh are inspired to do or learn because of your work with uh with this humpback whale
1: well where i'm at in south jersey there's many uh i guess groups uh defend brigantine beach there's uh protect our coast you know the, the, there's all different people and groups that are you know trying to come to the you know the conclusion of what is causing the deaths of the whale and dolphins and uh so i w- my main intent was to bring these groups together which uh I, I did was i was able to do we all came together on the beach of suffolk avenue there in ventnor um, and, uh, and uh, you know, everyone got together, exchanged, uh, you know, information, and now I basically think they're, they are one group, one voice, and uh, it got air on the Philly News and now, on, you know, on your radio show, and, uh, you know, we're getting the word out that there is a problem, you know, off the east coast of the United States, and, uh, you know, I just hope people would wake up and you know call you know people in power and you know talk to them to say hey you know let's get this to the federal level and uh and stop this generation of mm-hmm. electricity let's find another solution uh you know I you know I used to be against uh, nuclear energy when I was in college you know I was I thought solar was the thing that, you know of the future when we had the embargo back in the 70s um but You know, I'm thinking nuclear may be the way to go. Now, you know, back then we talked conservation. You know, no one mentions the word conservation anymore, cutting back on electric use. Now everyone's going to electric cars, electric everything. And, you know, solar can't, uh, you know, generate enough electricity to power the the cars of the nation. I mean, that is impossible. So we got to find a high output of energy to you know, if we're going to go to electric vehicles to cut down on the carbon mm. of, in the atmosphere, so uh, you know we got to find something. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for any kind of green energy, but don't kill the whales while we're doing it. And don't kill sure. the dolphins, and don't screw up our you know beautiful tourism here in in South Jersey. You know, I don't think people will come to the beach to look at windmill spinning out there. <laughs> Um, when you could see a moon or sunrise over that ocean. Yeah,
0: well said. Well said, John. Well, I know you've done um, a lot of great work in terms of public service uh, over the course of your life. You mentioned a long time as a lifeguard. A long time with yeah. the Atlantic City Fire Department. I, I think the uh, public service that you're doing now is uh, really just as important as anything you've ever done. It's a real treat. And uh, I, I am hoping uh, to uh, make it to Atlantic City in a couple of weeks. And I'm hoping this uh, sand sculpture is, uh, is still up uh, so that I can see it. And I want to urge everybody to check out. Hope, uh, the uh, the whale, and uh, I'll certainly encourage folks to check out your website at johngowdy.com. Thanks, John.
1: Hey, Frank, thanks for having me on your show. Thank uh, you
0: very much. Pleasure is mine. Uh, good luck in Texas. You want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you can do so at 800-848-9222. Questions, comments, etc. cetera. 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The other Side of Midnight. midnight.